In this episode, I talk with Jenna Spinelli of the McCourtney Institute for Democracy at Penn State, a research center which looks at what it means to live in a democracy. Jenna spends much of her time on the podcast Democracy Works. Welcome to episode 11 of Five Questions, the show where we talk to activists and advocates about the work they do and why they do it. Janet, can you tell me a little bit about who you are and some of your backstory? Sure. Uh, so my name is Jenna Spinelli. Uh, I live in State College, Pennsylvania, which is the home of Penn State University. I was born and raised in Pennsylvania, um, did come here to Penn State. My degree is in journalism, uh, and I uh, did work in newspapers for a little while after I graduated, um, but it was right around 2008 when the uh, recession happened. So I ended up taking a bit of a career change and coming back to work here uh, at Penn State, where I've been for the past 10 years or so. Uh, in my current role, uh, I work in an organization called the McCourtney Institute for Democracy, which is a research center that looks at um, different aspects of what it means to live in a democracy. Uh, things like gerrymandering and grassroots organizing and money in politics, um, you know, some of the things around Congress and polarization and norms and on all of these, these kind of things were sort of one part political science and one part rhetoric and communication. Uh, I spend a lot of my time uh, working on a weekly podcast that the Institute produces called Democracy Works, which um, takes some of our work that, that we're doing um, and also um, brings on um, scholars and writers and activists and organizers to share their stories in every every episode, um, kind of keeping with that theme of examining a different aspect of, of what it means to live in a democracy. So we've looked at everything from immigration to impeachment and conspiracy theories to, to climate change. There's no shortage of, of things to talk about. Um, we, we, we've been doing it for, uh, just coming up on two years now. And, uh, we feel like we have not scratched the surface of all the topics we want to cover and, and we really enjoy doing it. I'm just getting started with this podcast and I can't tell you the list of people and organizations that I have on a Google spreadsheet that I want to talk to. It's it grows longer every day. So could you elaborate a little bit more on the kind of work that the Institute does? Sure. Uh, so I think of it in terms of three buckets. There is research, education, and outreach. On the research side, um, we run a public opinion poll, which is called the Mood of the Nation poll. Um, it's a little bit different than what you might think of when you picture a poll. Um, it's open-ended. So um, it's, it goes a level deeper than just, you know, 53% of people said this or 30% of people agree with this or that. Um, we actually get to read in, in participants own words, how they feel about things. It really gets at more of the why of, of some of our, our current issues in, in politics and in the news, as opposed to just the what or, or how many people, um, agree or disagree with a particular issue. Um, so that's a, a major research area. Um, we also do a lot of research in an, something called deliberative democracy, um, which is a 
a movement to bring people together in various configurations to have conversations, in-person conversations about policy issues. And this, this takes a lot of forms depending on where in the country or where throughout the world you are. But um, it is it is a promising area uh, in, in terms of bridging some of the, the problems of polarization that we have in our society, uh, you know, breaking down barriers between liberals and conservatives and, and all these kind of things. So we, we deal a lot with that as well. Uh, under the, the second pillar, which is education, um, we sponsor a fellowship program for students here at Penn State to complete internships at nonprofits and organizations that are doing work to advance democracy. Um, so some of those groups are working on those deliberative democracy projects. Some are doing uh, outreach with Congress and encouraging bipartisan collaboration uh, between legislators. Some are media organizations like nonprofit journalism sites and, and things like that. So it's, it's a pretty robust group of organizations that students get to, to choose from. They spend a summer working with those organizations. And, you know, most of these are, are small nonprofits that don't have the budget to be able to pay an intern. So we're able to use our funds to help offset the costs of, of doing an internship. And then finally, uh, under the outreach umbrella, uh, we, we have the podcast, which is a, a big chunk of that. And we also bring speakers here to Penn State. Um, Penn State is a pretty large university. We have about 45,000 students on campus and a couple thousand faculty, a fairly robust and active community. So um, we see our speakers and events as a way to bring all of those audiences together. This past semester, we brought Andrew Sullivan, who is a, a noted conservative writer and thinker. Um, we've also brought Jonathan Haidt, the social psychologist, who whose name may be familiar to some of your listeners. And uh, coming up in the spring, we are excited to bring a scholar from Georgia named Carol Anderson, um, who had a book come out, I believe it was last year, a best-selling book called One Person, No Vote. She looks at um, voter suppression issues. Jonathan Haidt is actually, in part, some of the inspiration for me doing this podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. he's so great. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I really enjoy talking with him and, um, you know, he's just such a, such a, a wealth of information. You just like ask him one question. He just goes from there. I'm sure I didn't see those episodes. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Um, to expand on what you do, could you talk a little bit more about your role in the Institute and the podcast? Sure. So I am the producer of the podcast. So, uh, I, I should say that I, I host it with, Michael Berkman and Chris Beam, who are the director and managing director of the Institute. They're also my bosses, which is a complete other conversation we can have about running a podcast with your bosses. But, uh, so they, they both have PhDs. They kind of give a lot of the, the context for the, the topics that we talk about and set the stage, tie it back to democracy. They tie it back to the founding fathers, for example. They compare the U.S. to other parts of the world. Look at, look at some of those deeper issues. Um, and then I do interviews on the show. So, uh, Jonathan Haidt, for example, um, that episode, you know, Michael and Chris started off framing the episode. We're talking about some of the, the psychological underpinnings of democracy, how it aligns with the way that we're wired and some of the, the things Jonathan studies with regards to tribalization and things like that. 
And then I did an interview with him that was the, the bulk of the show. And then Michael and Chris come back in at the end to reflect on the interview, kind of bring back in those central themes of polarization, tribalism, all of those things. So that's that's how a typical episode runs. So in addition to doing the interviews, I also scout guests. I promote the show. I also promote all the other work that we do uh, in, the, in the Institute. So the the poll, the internships. Um, our speakers, all those kind of things. I, I have a hand in making sure that people on campus and beyond are in the loop on what we're up to. I also teach journalism here at Penn State. So that's not directly related to my day job, but there are lots of overlaps. You know, the free press is part of a part of any healthy functioning democracy. So um, we do collaborate frequent, frequently with our journalism department and the, the communication school here at Penn State. So those connections are nice. I'm able to, you know, get my students involved in, in some of what the Institute is doing and vice versa. How did this podcast come about? So, uh, Michael and Chris and I, uh, were in the car on the way to Washington. So I'm like three days into the job at this point. This is, uh, the end of, of 2017. We were, we do an event at the National Press Club every fall. And, uh, we were carpooling from here in State College down to Washington, D.C., which is about a three and a half, four hour drive. And, uh, Michael and Chris are just talking, 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 talking the whole time. And I, I remember saying they're thinking, like, we should, get this on tape. Like someone needs to record this. They had talked about starting a podcast for a while before I joined the team, but just didn't really have the the time or the resources to make it happen. So I thought, okay, I'll do some homework, figure it out. Um, I reached out to our local NPR station here in central Pennsylvania, which happens to be also affiliated with Penn State. So there's there's a nice connection there. Um, they liked the idea. And so we produced the show in partnership with them. We're able to use their studio. You know, we have some of that like NPR kind of buy in, which is great. And we just thought we'd give it a try and and see how it goes. We'd make a couple pilot episodes. We weren't sure how comfortable we'd be on the mic or if it's something we would like doing. But as I said earlier, we all really enjoy it and have heard great things from listeners about um, how much they're learning from the episodes, how it's helping them think differently about what it means to be an active participant in a democracy, um, how they can be better citizens, which is exactly uh, the goals that we had in mind when we started the show. Could you talk a little bit about why you do this? Sure. So, you know, I think that there is so much media coverage these days of the horse race, right? Who's up? Who's down? Who's ahead? Who's winning? Who's losing? All those sorts of things. And there's there's not as much of a focus on those deeper issues of like, why are we doing this in the first place? How does our government work? What does it mean to live in a democracy? It's more than just showing up to vote for president once every four years. There's a whole lot of work that needs to happen to, to be civically engaged. And, and I think that that's lost, you know, civics education is not taught in school the same way that it, that it was a generation ago. So there's, there's a real knowledge gap there. Um, and I think that the format of a podcast is, is great in that there's no time constraint. Um, people can listen to it while they're doing other things and kind of take in some of that, that knowledge on their commute or walking their dog or doing the laundry or, or all these things. And it's, it's a, it's really a medium where curious people go to learn new things. And we saw after the 2016 election, there was a whole cottage industry of, of 
books popping up about democracy, kind of renewed interest in thinking about democracy. No one was having those those conversations in the podcast space. So we thought, well, we better strike while the iron's hot and, and jump on it. So we did. And like I said, we really have heard great things from from our listeners, which which really helps keep us going. As as you well know, Michael, it's a lot of work to put out a, a podcast on a consistent basis. Um, but knowing that we're providing value to people and helping them become better citizens, which will in turn help all of us in the end. I think that's, that's why we, we make the show and why I'm so passionate about it. You know, my, I love doing interviews and I get to use my journalism skills really to do, to hopefully to do some good in the world. What are some of the issues or instances of backlash that you have encountered? Yeah, I'm um, so there, well, there hasn't been a, a ton of that. I, I do know that, you know, academia as a whole has, has a reputation for being liberal. We try to be mindful of that and, and bring on guests from a variety of perspectives, which I think we're, we've, we've done a pretty decent job on, you know, some people, Say that uh, our our questions are too long, for example, or, or our, our episodes are too long. Although some people say they're too short, um, so so we try to you know balance all of that and and just make sure that we're being intellectually honest and considering what counter arguments might be able to be made about whatever the topic is that we're covering because we don't want to alienate anybody. I mean, everyone has has biases for sure, but. Um, I think one of the, the good things about, about Michael and Chris in particular is that as professors, you're used to like making arguments and counter arguments and playing devil's advocate. And so, um, we just try to be really, really aware of that as, as we're recording and ask our listeners to help keep us honest, which they do. Well, that's all the questions I had for you today. Um, I did want to say I really enjoy listening to your show. I was a political science and philosophy major when I was an undergrad. So. Um, oh, that's yeah, perfect. It, this, your show's right up my alley. And so I've, I've heard it before. And then when you reached out to me, I was very excited for the opportunity to talk with you. So uh, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time uh, to be on this episode of Five Questions. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to speak with me. Do you have any closing thoughts you'd like to share out? I would just say that if it's not our podcast, there are lots of, of great shows out there to help you become more civically engaged. Um, you know, think about how you can volunteer for, for a campaign or even joining an organization that's not political at all, but that might allow you to interact with people who are different than you. Um, you know, I play in a community band, for example, and it draws a great cross section of people from throughout our community. I think that our our ecosystem, our, our media today, that we all can very, very easily um, only interact with people that look like us, think like us, act like us. Um, and that's, that's not good for, for democracy long term. It leads to, to a lot of that, that tribalism and, and polarization. So, um, I would just, just encourage folks to, you know, get out there and, and seek out people who have different views than, than you do, whether that is doing something in person or even just listening, listening to, uh, to a podcast or, or something online. What kind of music does your band play? Oh, so we're like a high school band for grownups. <laughs> um, it's about, uh, about 60 people or so. Uh, we, we rehearse about once a week and play throughout the community. It's everybody from high school students to retirees. 
uh, and we're all united around the the common interest of of making music. It's it's really great. Awesome. Well, that's all I have for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at Mikey Bibbs and tweet about the show. If you have a particular cause or activist that you would like to hear from, let me know. 